Hi, welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, and today we're talking about eating tendencies for your type 3 child. This is the third in a four-part series because there's four types, and we previously talked about eating tendencies for the type 1 child and eating tendencies for the type 2 child. You can find those posts both on my website, thechildwhisper.com. And I want to thank my sponsor of today's podcast, Oceans Alive, that produces a very nutrient-rich product. It is phytoplankton. It's nanonutrients. And you get a big punch with a little bit of effort. It's especially really good for those growing brains and those adult brains. But it's a level of nutrition you cannot find anywhere else in a pure organic product. I will be taking your questions today. So call in live. I do not answer any of the questions on the comment thread on my Facebook simulcast, but you can call in at 347-677-1963. So let's start eating tendencies, but we always like to start with a success story. And today's success story, I love it when parents know how to honor their children when they know their type. And if you're a Child Whisper fan listening on Facebook, thanks for acknowledging it with a heart or a like today. This mom wrote in, yesterday in church, while the organist was playing the intro to the opening hymn, my four-year-old type three son all of a sudden started belting out Eye of the Tiger for all to hear. It was fantastic classic type three moment and everyone loved it. I love that this mom that signed Holly that Holly knew that was her child expressing his true nature. He meant no harm. He was not trying to be disruptive or ill willed. And of course, you know, the situation got managed probably appropriately, but she saw it through the lens of a child whisper, which she then recognized his true nature coming out as a four year old and they could celebrate that rather than necessarily discipline it or be embarrassed by it. And again, I'm sure Holly handled that situation beautifully and it wasn't a disruption to anyone. Probably added a nice little joyful element to the meeting. So let's get into today's topic, type three eating tendencies. And we're looking at um, all age spans. I still have a lot of these tendencies as a type three. And what I did was ask the group of parents I interviewed that had all four types of children a series of five questions. And then I've identified a key word that I think really describes the nature of the type three child when it comes to how they, their behavior, behavioral expression with this particular tendency. So the first one was preferred time of day to eat. Now the key word I've used for this is a little different. It's interesting. It's hangry. And that's the little bit of a, um, a word that's become popular when you're hungry and you can tend to get angry. And so the preferred time of day to eat, uh, hands down, the preference was feedback that I saw and even in my own observations was breakfast was the big winner, that they're hungry right when they get up. It's like, I want my food now. So they want their food when they awaken. And the hangry is, is, referencing any time of day, they don't have the proper nutrition in their bodies, these kids get irritable and they can get upset. They get more pushy, more intense, more demanding. That determined nature turns into a demanding nature 
their intensity can turn into anger. And so you really want to make sure that they're um, getting the food they need at the times they need. They can tend to be snackers, grazers, where they kind of just graze through the day, but they do need a couple, at least two substantial meals. I don't know if a type three really needs three full big meals. I kind of prefer breakfast and lunch and a light dinner because um, I need that energy through my most active part of the day. So stop and think if your child's upset, if your type three child is upset and they're irritable, they're not being cooperative, one of the first things you should ask yourself, do they need something to eat or do they need some water? That's a really, um, you know, you too, we too often as parents go to correcting the behavior and even disciplining the behavior without thinking what's um, perpetuating it, what's behind it. So that's a great question to ask if you're a parent of a type three child. Then, as toddlers, they vary in their preferred day to, time to eat. These are the kids that don't necessarily always ask to do things. So tip, what's very typical is in their toddler years, if they get more mobile, hands-on, and have the large motor skills to work with, they will start to get their own food. You know, you might come down to a scene where they've got the the um, peanut butter and jam out and the bread and they're making their own sandwich. You know, this is very, very common for type three children just to say, well, I'm hungry. The practical thing to do here is make myself some food. And they're not going to be scared away by thinking it's too much or too overwhelming that they like that challenge. One mom wrote in, um, Calista, who's one of my experts, her oldest daughter's a type three and she shared, Hazel will ask politely at first, but if I don't respond quickly, she gets impatient and will demand food. When she was about a year and a half, she would crawl in to be with me when she woke up in the morning, and the first thing she'd ask for was food. She'd say, food, foo peas, foo peas. So the next uh, scenario I ask parents about is, do they stay at the table and eat? And I use the word engaged very specifically as the key word to describe this behavior. If they're engaged, they're going to stay. If they're not, they're going to leave. Now, type threes have a more swift eating style. So they eat faster than any other type. And the younger they are, the little more challenging it is to get them to sit still. So this is similar to the type one that maybe 10, you know, mealtime is 10, longest 15 minutes. 30 minutes is going to be just effort, you know, trying to get them to sit there. So can they be engaged for 10 to 15 minutes and eat their food? The older they get, the more engaged they are in the experience of a family dinner or mealtime that they um, can sit longer. But they can get bored quickly when, they, when they're done. It's when they're done. And they're, in their mind, they're thinking, what's the point staying at the table? There's other things to do. I know I feel this way. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to get up. Uh, and it's very classic. Um, I've noticed these tendencies with my husband and I. I don't take all the time prepping my food as he does. So he makes sure he has a certain flavor and taste. So quite often, I'm halfway through my meal and he's finally getting around to starting it. Because I'm just, I get into it faster. And so type three children, um, if they're not into their food, they, let's see, if she, oh, this is what mom, one mom said. If she's not into her food, we make it more exciting by pretending the food is a family member. Oh, this is Anne. She'll tell Katie, don't you dare eat grandma. 
So she'll kind of just, you know, create this kind of crazy scenario about eating it and she'll gobble it right up. So they're not, they'll move around more if they're eating by themselves. Think of the word engagement when it comes to keeping, staying at the table. What is their conduct, conduct at the dinner table? This is where we get into that um, pace. They're boisterous and swift. The two key words, noisy, energetic, cheerful, rowdy. So boisterous doesn't mean misbehaving. Boisterous can be a very positive thing. It doesn't mean more volume, but it definitely has the quality of being cheerful, engaging, dynamic in it. Now, they um, take bigger bites and they eat at a faster pace. So that's just going to be part of their conduct. And so to tell a type three child constantly to be quieter, shushing them, tell them to slow down while they're eating, chew their food more, you got to manage that to a certain degree. What is correct for that child as far as modifying that? You don't want to modify it to the point that you're countering it, that you're, you're, you're removing them from even exhibiting that behavior. It's correct for them to be energetic and lively and exuberant, um, but not to talk over people, to not interrupt. It's appropriate for them to take their turn and learn manners. Um, they're going to eat at a faster pace. So, yeah, maybe they need to learn, you know, chew it and swallow it before you, you know, don't put so much food in your mouth. So you want to work within a certain standard that's a type 3 standard rather than modifying their behavior to a point where they're not exhibiting any of that anymore. The next one, do they have a favorite type of food? I use the keyword hearty. They like food with more substance and texture. They like finger foods and sauces. My little grand, type 3 grandson, if he's got ketchup or a barbecue sauce, you need anything. <laughs> he likes to dip. Uh, one mom shared her favorite foods are anything crunchy, chips, popcorn, toast. And that makes so much sense. Because see, in the Dressing Your Truths world, we look best with the most substantial texture, the most edginess. And so we're going to be drawn to foods that have more bulk to them, more crunchy, more substance to them. And that can come in healthy forms like veggie sticks and chunks of fruit and things that they can handle with their hands. Um, so that doesn't have to look like junk food. It can definitely be hearty, healthy foods. And sometimes it will surprise you how much type three children can eat. And I think they tend to eat more definitely when they've got those growing spurts and that more energy is required, but they're expending a lot of energy in the day. Now I want to remind my listeners on Facebook, call in with a question. I won't be answering any of your calm questions in a comment. Um, I like to put them all Right on the podcast, you can call in today at 347-677-1963. The link is in the copy above this video. I've got one more item to share with you, but before I get to that, I wanted to announce, while I've still got you engaged here, that uh, tomorrow we're going to be on Facebook Live at 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time, where we're wrapping up our series of health-focused resources with my special guest, Dr. Christiane Northrup. She'll be live on Facebook Live with me to introduce her new book, um, we'll again revisit her really wonderful health products that will support you because everything she has is focused on women's reproductive system. And we'll also be doing a live Q&A. Who's excited about that? I love Dr. Northrup. She is a, a really um, invested, uh, she loves dressing your truth. She dresses her truth every day. I loved going on her website recently and seeing her newest video. She's full on type one. She looks amazing. 
just a delightful woman with lots of insights and answers. And then Friday, um, I mentioned uh, earlier in the month that I had three big announcements for the year. And I'm going to be sharing my second announcement Friday in a live broadcast at 1 p.m. Mountain Time and a big change we're making. That's a big change to uh, share with all of you and some benefits that will hopefully support you. So uh, look forward to that, those two further Facebook events. Now, our last uh, inquiry, what are any specifics they request their food? Adventure is the key word that fits this group for type three children. They like to, if this, if this isn't true for your type three child, there's a secondary energy influencing this because there's a, a true type three energy expressing in their food choices, likes to try new things and likes to learn to cook new things. And you will get children, type three children, more likely to try something new if they've had a chance to participate in the project of it, the cooking of it, the production of it. I've got one mom who said both types of daughters will combine all their foods together into one big mixture on their plate. When they were young, they would even put their fries in on their burgers. They both like to try new foods or have a variety in their dinner menu. They get bored with the same old dinners and foods. And another mom shared, my daughter has always been drawn to trying and eating food from different cultures. She loves the exotic spices of Indian and Thai food. She loves to try new recipes and, ch and change things up. And so, you know, they like, they're willing to, especially if they're a part of that adventure with their food and they get to participate in that and contribute to it, they're going to want to taste and try what they've helped make. And one mom shared, and my daughter is my lightest eater. She stops when she is full, even if it's something she just loves on her favorite or her favorite treat. She started getting her own food at a very early age and loves to help me prepare meals. Her favorite time to eat is when she gets home from school. When she gets hungry and asks for food, she waits until she is starving, and then she needs food now. She prefers foods that are a little more hearty. Now, I want to point out in that comment by that mom, that is a tendency as well, that as the older they get and the more engaged they get in projects or activities, they'll put eating off until they're so hungry. And this, this carries on into the adult years. They get ravenous, that they'll go for the fastest thing to consume, which often isn't the healthiest unless you've, they've prepared or you've helped them prepare or you have on hand healthy snacks. Yeah, that's where they can eat half the bag of chips because they're so ravenous and then they don't want dinner. And so you want to make sure they're learning some really great skills for um, nourishing themselves and having the foods they need that they can swiftly get to and easily consume that are healthy and at the levels so that they don't get ravenous because they'll get too full and then not want to eat a more balanced meal. So if that's happening for you, that's because they're not managing their timelines, eating soon enough and waiting too long. A couple more comments from parents. Usually my child, my type 3 child is hungry upon awakening. We have smaller meals throughout the day instead of three main ones. She likes to move around when she eats unless we are all sitting down at the table at the same time. She helped herself to her own food before she was two years old. She asked for food with, a, can I please have or can you get me please? And at meals, she usually leads conversations or keeps an eye on what her younger siblings are doing. And my last comment from a parent, if she's home, she grabs her own snacks herself. It started as soon as she was able to reach things she wanted. She also learned early on how to use stairs to climb on to get what she wants. I just have to make sure she has healthy options. She has a sweet tooth and probably prefers sugar too much. She isn't too picky about anything, but, we, but would eat candy all day if it was available. 
So some insights about our type three children and their eating tendencies. We'll wrap up the series next week with our type four children um, eating tendencies. And I want to help you understand the difference between um, having a plan and being um, structured. Very different. A routine. How, what's the difference between a type two routine and type four structure? Okay. And so meet me here next week. Keep listening. I'll be taking your live calls right now on my web, on my podcast platform. Numbers in the copy above. You can also call in to keep listening, or you can link on, click on the link above in the copy and continue listening on the podcast platform. So thanks for being Child Whispers, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow with Dr. Northrup. So keep. Um, Got some great. I'm going to take an email question before we take our first caller. This came in from a mom. He says, I love and respect my type three secondary four son's personality, but I'm having a hard time getting his help around the house. He's five years old. Anything I ask him to do flat out says no. I can see that he isn't trying to hurt my feelings. He just sees himself as his own boss and doesn't want to do it. His personality seems so much more strong-willed than my type four son or type three daughter. Any help would be awesome. Thanks, a type two mom. Uh, what I would do with that is I'd make a agreed-upon list with him at five years old, and whether he, you know, I'm assuming he can read, he can be even with images and read enough to make the list. He needs to run off a list rather than you telling him. And then make a reward. If you have five things on the list, acknowledge acknowledge him in some way, an activity he gets to do. Um, this is where type threes respond very, very well to chores and being paid for them. Money is a huge incentive for a type three child, saving up that money to then um, spend on something they want to get. Because uh, that entrepreneurial nature that all types can have, but is especially strong in a type three, can be nurtured at this early age. So rather than you create the list with him, Maybe make a list of 10 things, five things on the list. When you're done with those five, you know, then you can create some options of what he's going to get. He can help decide on that. Now he's working off his list, which type threes relate to quite well, rather than you telling him throughout the day, can you do this? Can you do this? Or you can do this. Um, and or you can reward him first. The strategy of type threes I've mentioned this a few other times on the podcast where um, you can get what's uh, rocks that represent value, these could be reward rocks. And if he doesn't do his five, for everyone he doesn't do, let's say he has 10 rocks, and those are going to be good to cash in for something. He's going to lose one for every item he doesn't do. Because he's not incentive, it's not interesting to him to just do it because you asked, you know. And so we're talking about a five year old. So some parents might argue, well, they just need to learn to be obedient. Well, why not be creative and teach them obedience by incorporating their nature? You know, why not, well, you know, is there still a level of obedience? Yeah, is there a level of responsibility that's going to be instilled in this? I think so. It's just working with their nature at a young age to help them learn um, to participate in chores and jobs and things that you want them to do. My first caller, Emily, is on the line. Hi, Emily. No. Welcome to today's show. My notes show that you're a type two. And That's right. 
You have two sons, a two-year-old type one and a four-year-old type three. So you have high, mm-hmm. a low movement you with a high movement house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And a type three husband. Oh, no. So I'm surrounded. Oh. <laughs> so it's good yeah. to you know this so you don't put, put um, false perceptions upon yourself and think somehow you're not cutting it as a mom. So I'm glad you know this information. Yeah. You've got, yeah, it's you been wanna, really helpful uh, just recognizing that. Yeah, I bet. And, take, and better better self-care, knowing you need to just mm-hmm. have breaks from them. That's my, that's mm-hmm. my most common answer. When a type 2 mom or a type 4 mom has high-movement children, you need to get, you're the one that needs breaks from them. Right. You've got to have time away. So you want help with better relating to their higher movements. There's certain scenario you're dealing with that you're looking for that? Um, no, not necessarily. I just, at the end of the day, like, I'm just feeling drained. Um, so, yeah. you know, how do I interact with them and be a good mom to them and still um, not kind of lose myself? Yeah. Do you, know? you, are they with you all day? Are they home all day with you? Yes. Yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Do you have outlets for them, though, play dates and places for them to go or mix it up? Sometimes in the winter it's a little bit harder. They get restless being so housebound, though, and they're going to get more agitated. They got to get out. They really need to have, like, outdoor time as well, even in the winter. Arranging a couple play dates or, you know, rec center. Are you in Utah? No, I'm in Missouri. Okay. Well, I'm impressed with the many activities that our rec centers have here for moms with toddlers. In fact, I'll go to the rec centers in the general area because I like to lap swim. And I came home from one one day and I mean, I could have a meet and greet. I mean, I got approached by so many moms. Mm-hmm. They're like, Carol, <laughs> Carol. And they were laughing as, you know, the Moms I met, the moms I met, they said, I have a type three child. That's him here. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Because they needed their kids to have somebody else. And the moms had to stay during the classes, you know. Right. But that gives them something to do outside their home. And then you can do more quiet activities later in the day if you want them to be able to spend do some screen time or things that are quieter, you know, listening to something, you know. That mm-hmm. that kind of wears them out a bit, expends their energy, and then as you need things to quiet down, you'd be able to use that later in the day on those days. Okay. I was thinking of yeah, breaks, and to do it every day, day in and out with the three of you at home, it's just, there's not, you're just going to be, keep, this is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be willing to create opportunities for them. Even if you were to do swapping with play dates, because that gives them other kids to play with. Okay. It just mixes it up. It creates more variety, creates more interest. Yeah. Yeah. I can see definitely that they would benefit from that. Yeah. Give that a try. And uh, one in type one and type three children they, it's very challenging for them to just be home day in and day out um, without outlets. You know, I, 
it's just our nature. It doesn't stop when you mature. It's something that's just required all through our lives that helps us maintain a level of balance. Nina is on the line. Hi, Nina. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm good. You're a type 1 mom, my notes say, and you have a 3-year-old boy who's a type 4. Yes. So, your question, go ahead and explain it to me, because it's something to do with sure. the immune system. Yes. I appreciate so much your last video on Facebook Live on Sunday, and I actually posed a question there, and you answered it great. Um I asked if there was a way to bolster up our immune systems um, based on any energy healing methods. And you were great and responded that we should encourage um, and support and check out mostly our belief systems. And so I was interested if you could give some more advice on how to do that with my children, especially my type 4 child who seems to be, you know, consistently throughout his life struggling to have a healthy and strong immune system. Um, I love your advice about the plankton, um, and we are really good with our diets. I feel like that's mm-hmm. really important and definitely supports his mental functioning. But I'm wondering mm-hmm. if there's something further I can do, especially with his type 4 nature, that would well, really help you. There's a um, really novel vitamin C, you know, is kind of the go-to in the winter for boosting immune systems. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those the particular form of vitamin C that people are taking, there's ascorbic, ascorbic acid and ascorbate. And there's, um, I can't remember which one, but the, some of the most common forms of vitamin C that are, are sold as supplements goes right through our system. It's like our body Mm -hmm. can't even absorb it. So my friend, who's a big, uh, very into, um, just preventative health, you know, health measures. He taught us this, and you can find YouTube videos on it. It's a way to create a vitamin C mix um, using a jewelry cleaner and mineral water. Oh. It, it creates the vitamin C to be the highest level of absorption you can possibly create. And you, you, we bought. I've done this multiple times. We got the, we bought the little jewelry cleaner because the little settings it's on it creates a. Oh, see, I'm not. I don't retain these kinds of things easily. It just creates the vitamin C being distributed in the liquid. You're using two different powders. It's super easy to do though. Like I just bought okay. the stuff on Amazon. Bought the jewelry cleaner. But the hit I get is he's not getting the vitamin C into his system. Okay. And that would just be hugely beneficial to him. And it's kind of a little of a science project, you know. And so he's only three years old, but he's old enough to be interested in helping with that. You're using this little okay. machine, you know, to like you mix up the concoction. There's, um, I'll see if. I don't know. People are going to ask about this now. See if I can get a link to a YouTube <laughs> video. My husband will know. My type two husband will okay. know. He'll go back to the, or he knows the, the measurements of what we're using and the products, but um, it's, it's not a well-known remedy and um, process. 
unless you've heard about it, because those YouTube videos have had a lot of hits, you know, because it's one of those things. Yeah. It's the only place you can really go to learn about it. But it works, and it really gets the vitamin C in your system. Great. So, so is there anything out. further that I can do? Yeah, I would love to check that out. Is there anything further I can do emotionally that you feel could help bolster up his belief system if there's something in our energy that you think I could do I'm further to support him? I'm not picking up on any of that. Okay. I really think it's just more getting the nutrition in his body. Okay. Well, that's great. Oh, I can do I that. I'm not... Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> Try out that Thank you. You're... I shared, and I'm, I'm going to have to do some research on my own now. To, and again, I'm not a doctor. That's just health. It's just a health recommendation from um, a consumer of health products. You know, I've tried these things. I've, I've I've tried them out just for personal reasons. So anything I share um, is not because I'm giving medical advice at all. So it's just uh, good preventative health measures that we can install in our day-to-day health practices. Let me answer one more uh, email question that came in. I'll get to my next live caller. How do I discipline a type 3 child? My four-year-old has a lot of anger. We have a hard time getting him to listen to us. We have tried timeouts. We call call them the calm-down corner. We have tried taking things away, but nothing works, and he ends up having full-blown tantrums and tries to hit us and yells. We also have a very hard time getting him to go to the bathroom or brush his teeth at night. We don't know what to do anymore, type one parent. Well, you're stuck in a rut. You're stuck in a pattern. So you're just going to get getting the same thing over. So you just have to um, not fight. You're fighting battles. You're pushing. He's feeling you're pushing. He's pushing back. And he's just, and where's the anger coming from? I talked about type two children that aren't getting the proper nutrition. They're not getting enough water. They get hangry. Their systems are off. Does he eat a lot of sugar? Is he eating processed foods? Is he getting stimulated? And he's hyper. He's getting really hyper because his diet may be just not based in whole foods enough. Um, and now he's really conditioned to that as a, as a little boy. Is he, I don't know your strategies for trying to get him to do any of these things. And, you know, I'd be annoyed if, you know, I, I tell the story and it's just my nature. And if you haven't, make sure you've read The Child Whisperer. Go back to it again. You're going to get more insights. Check yourself on it or listen to it. Read It's Just My Nature. Continue to understand this type 3 energy and how it works. When I would get riled up, my husband finally understood that the worst thing he'd say to me is calm down. That just makes me want to get louder and more aggressive. Because I'm, I'm being opposed, and I want to push. My natural reaction is to push back and go bigger. And so what he says to me now is, I see you're really passionate about that. Get fired up. Express how you're feeling. Let it out. And I'll calm myself down. I'll come into a more balanced state because I'm not being stopped. And so what are you doing? What could you do to enroll him rather than stopping him? So I'm sensing there's a lot of stopping, trying to correct, redirect, change course, a lot of feedback. Um, you know what? Let the teeth, the brushing his teeth, the bathroom, you kind of need him to go to the bathroom. But you got to pick your battles too till you break this. Because if everything's a battle, 
you got to just do less of those knowing you're trying to shift this and in time and you need to incorporate new approaches. Do you just tell him, go brush your teeth? I mean, there's a lot of clever things you can do with toddler type three children to enroll them in the activity. You can make races, you can make challenges, you can get rewards, you can earn things, you can, you know, what are your strategies to enroll that type three at a young age when a child isn't being cooperative to get what you want, to get the cooperation. That's where you need to read the Child Whisper again and for sure join the Type 3 Facebook page, the private page. You'll find all of the links on my website under every post. Just go to thechildwhisper.com and every post there has the live links to, uh, for you to be able to um, ask to join these. What are other parents doing? Get feedback from other parents. Get support. Enroll the feedback. Kim's my next caller. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're a type 2 mom with a 15-year-old son with a type 3 eating problem. And you, my notes say he doesn't stop eating. So he's, do you feel like he's overeating? Yes, I feel like we have a really healthy diet. We eat whole foods and um, a lot of paleo. And he just says he's never full. And he, hmm. his exuberance for eating, you know, he loves to cook. He loves to try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just says he's never, never satisfied. How much fat does he have in his diet? Fat is what creates that, satis- being satiated, being satisfied, being full. It's the fat because a fat calorie takes a lot um, longer to burn than a carb um, calorie or a protein. So fats are what really create a full feeling. Okay. That makes sense. Does he get um, many fats? Yeah. I mean, we we don't drink a lot of milk or cheese, but, um, you know, he'll, he'll open an avocado and he'll just eat an avocado or he'll... Um, um, I've kind of changed our diet over the last few years. You know, we've tried several different things. Like I did a Whole30, and so that we kind of brought some of that into our diet. Um, mm-hmm. But he's been like this for several years now, and it's just it seems to be getting worse. Is he thin? I'm sorry, what did you say? Is he too thin? No, he's he's quite heavy. Oh, interesting. So... Um, do you have any, where do you live? What state are you in? We're in California. See, my my tendency as a parent, see, for a situation like this, um, you go the medical route, and I'm, I personally, I would be worried about getting all these tests. And I, I, I know people in Utah I'd go to and say, okay, hey, you know, you need uh, to get some clues here. I go to people that do more kinesiology testing and naturopaths that are looking at the whole system. Is this emotional? Is this to get answers? Like, where's this coming from? We're not getting any, you know, something. There's like a switch that's off here or something, you know. Yeah, I feel sensing. like it probably is emotional, yeah. And so, um, but it's, if he's, is he will? is he concerned? He's old, you know, he's 15, so. It's not like you um, can. I think it bothers him. I mean, he does have that like I'm awesome <laughs> type three um, attitude, which I love that he feels that way. But I I know it bothers him. Is he overweight then? Yes, he is. 
Well, I have that. Do you belong to my lifestyle content? I do. I have that clearing on binging. Yes. I, I put I it actually, out right before the holidays. My husband went through that once. I guess, I guess maybe that's even my main question is, how much of a mom, especially at at his age, do I, you know, like I've until I heard your podcast today, I'm always telling to slow down. If you'll eat slower, you know, you'll be satisfied sooner. How much do I try to talk to him about it, and how much do I let him figure this out on his own? Well, do you usually talk about it in the midst of the experience um, versus? having like a set apart a time where you really want to just chat and share your concerns, ask him where he's at with it. Ask yeah, we him, have had a few conversations like that. I mean, sometimes at dinner I'll tell him to slow down, but we, we have had some one-on-one chats about it. And um, Yeah. See, I would stop all the feedback during dinner. That okay. would drive me crazy. I'd be like, oh, so, I mean, being micromanaged by a type two is super annoying for a type three. Okay. I know. I've been married to that person before. <laughs> I even still tell him over the weekend we had a situation. We went to a cookie class. It's really funny that he tries to micromanage me in the kitchen when I can, like, you know, in circles around him when it comes to <laughs> cooking. And I'm like, okay, you don't know you're doing this, but you're micromanaging me by giving me this feedback. And see, I would stop. That could be causing him to overeat, that alone. Okay. <laughs> and I'm serious. It's really, it just hits us at a level of just, you feel like, oh. I mean, you just really feel, there's a level of shame that you feel with it as a type three when a type two is correcting you or telling you this. Or John will so often, you know, so wait, like, like panic. Like I'm going to make some move so fast. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. Don't worry about it. I pulled out some, this is a classic, I pulled out some, I bought a new set of measuring spoons, and I pulled out all the loose oddball ones, and I just had them on the counter. He goes, what are you doing with these? You can't get rid of these. And I was like, that's why I put them on the counter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling him to calm down. I think you need to stop all kind of behavior modification during the meal. Okay. No feedback. He's old. Let him work this. Let him be with it. And then He's in on two his third, weeks, fourth plate, go ahead and just let him keep eating. Yeah, I and would. Not say anything. Now. Okay. Don't say anything. Do not say anything in that setting. Okay. And give it a couple of weeks. And if you still feel there's a need for conversation, do it in a separate scenario privately. But listen more than talk about it. Ask questions that enroll him in sharing. Okay. So, but it could come down to just sort of you're hovering and kind of trying to get him in some behavior modification while he's eating. I know okay. how I would, it okay. would be very annoying. I, I totally can understand okay. where it's causing a level of stress that could be provoking the issue. Okay. And you meant well. I'm not, I mean, I don't mean to call you out here. Oh, you, no, you no, I get, I get it. That's why you called in today because you really, right. you, you had his best interest, you know. John thinks he's saving me from something. Type fours think they're doing us a favor, you know. I'm like, okay, I've done pretty well on my own to navigate so far. But yeah, do that and then see what's going on. Just back off completely. 
Okay, I will do that. And thank you for everything. Yeah. I I love all your books. I oh, um, you've changed my life in a lot of ways. So yeah. I'm very grateful. You're kind. I'm glad it's helped. Thanks for calling in today. Another quick question before we sign off today. Uh, what are some tips for supporting my type three homeschool daughter? I'm a type three. My nine year old daughter is two. We're having some conflicts with schooling and behavior. I'm trying to honor her nature, but things aren't working. Do you have some? Do you have some time? Maybe it means ideas. Also, I'm wondering if this is bringing up something from childhood that I need to clear. Yeah, you could be again um, really taking charge of her experience. So you're in charge of it. She's old enough to be in charge of her own with your support and guidance and companionship. And, you know, if you're directing constantly, if you're in charge of her, if she feels you're taking charge, she's going to push back at you. And most likely your parent, because your parents didn't know your type three nature, very likely that they did just take charge of everything. And you had a lot of a sense of a lack of freedom or, um, ability to move through things your own way. So look at that and see how you can open the space for her to influence how she's, her learning is going, her homeschooling education. Then a couple potty training questions real quick. How do I potty train a stubborn type three, three-year-old boy? We butt heads and power struggles are constant. I don't want to deal with another power struggle. I'd back off. I'd stop doing it. You know, your child's going to be potty trained um, within time. You know, I don't know any type three adults walking around with a diaper because they never learned to use the toilet. You got to back off and it just might take longer. But what will happen if you just, I've heard many moms say and, and parents say, they just kind of let the type three figure it out. And they got right. And it was like a, a one day deal. It was like easy, done. It was like, okay, I'm, I know what I got to do. And then my type three daughter is three years old. We've been trying for a year to potty train her. She wears underwear all day and asks for a diaper when she has to go, but she will not go in the potty. She sits in the potty in her diaper to go. We've tried everything I can think, but she seems generally scared of going in the potty, but I don't know why. I back off that too. Same answer. Just give it more time. Just leave it alone. Put him back in a diaper. Don't even just stop doing it. You know, Jenny did that with her type three son. She just said, Okay, I'm not going to do this. It's going to just, we're just going to back off for a month or two. We're just not going to talk about it. And uh, we'll revisit it. Okay, those are great questions. Again, a few announcements. The live event tickets are on sale. Go to my Facebook page and follow me on Facebook. A lot of great things happen on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Carol Tuttle. Look for the tickets to the I Love My Life event in September for all our child whispering moms and all of our dressing your truth fans, which are one in the same quite often. And I'd love to meet you. We've got an up close and personal ticket. We're more than halfway sold out on that. It's a little higher priced event where you get a private dinner with me and um, priority seating. But hey, I, I'm hoping to meet as many people as I can. And definitely my experts will all be there. We're looking forward to hosting that event September 22nd, 23rd of this year. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be back on Facebook tomorrow with Dr. Northrup, who is my guest in a Facebook Live at 11.30 a.m. And then I have a big change I'm making and a special announcement. My second special announcement for 2017 will be happening Friday on Facebook Live at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Thanks for being a child whispering parent. You can find the latest post, which is Eating Tendencies for the Type 2 Child is now live on the website at thechildwhisper.com.
com. And thank you for leaving a review on Amazon. If you have, uh, please leave a review. I love all the beautiful four and five star reviews that are there. You can find the Child Whisperer on Amazon. Just leave a review there and leave a review on iTunes.com slash Carol Tuttle, where you can also subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again to my sponsor, Oceans Alive. I'll see you next week as we, oh, and the link to Oceans Alive is thechildwhisper.com slash plankton. And we'll be back next week live to take your questions and to wrap up our eating tendencies series. Thanks for being such awesome parents. I'll talk to you next week. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.